Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, the podcast that gets my perspective on sports. I'm Derek. Across the way is my dad, Scott. How are you doing today? Oh, doing good. Excited to talk uh, some sports here with you for the next 10 to 15 minutes. All right. Well, I don't want to waste anyone's time. We got some NHL and a little bit of the new MLB rules. So let's get started with the NHL. And let's start off with a little numbers with Connor McDavid. He's been insane, 124 points. But if it weren't for the numbers that he was putting up, Leon Dreisaitl would be the star of the show. His own teammate, he has 96 points. So if it weren't for what he's doing, it's like the Bruins and Hurricanes. If it weren't for what the Bruins are doing, the Hurricanes would be the star of the show. Yeah, and again, Connor McDavid, when he first came into the NHL, there were high expectations. He is most definitely... Uh, leading up to those expectations and uh, trying to help out the Edmonton Oilers, who uh, right now are are sitting in a playoff spot, uh, rather comfortably in a wild card, but you still have a month to go. Yep, they're in the wild, wild central. Did they just beat Boston a couple of days ago? That is actually correct. I was going to touch on that. That was a close game, and... In a shocking turn of events, it was Edmonton who takes down the almighty Bruins and their 10-game win streak. Yeah, just their, their 14th non-win of the year for, for Boston. Yeah, to put that into perspective, they still have 19 games left on the schedule. Yeah, really, and you're going to hear a lot of it when it gets into the playoff time. Uh, teams that have had these great regular seasons have not necessarily been able to translate them into a good postseason run, but we'll have to wait and see. Yep, we shall see. So instead of all of the teams that have been around for now a little while, let's go to the newest team, the Seattle Kraken in their second season. This isn't the Vegas Golden Knights. They weren't an, a very good team right out of the gates. But this second season has really shown they can make a playoff push. They're third in their division, which is enough to clinch a playoff spot. And, hey, there's a chance that we might see them going a bit further into the playoffs. Now, uh, you look at Seattle, something I see very interesting. Uh, They're actually very good on the road. Uh, 21, 9, and 3. At home, they've had their struggles, actually. Now, they have a winning record at home, but it's on the road that they've done. They've done the most, uh, and they're very much a part of that race in the Pacific. Uh, One of the little differences, maybe you noticed, Seattle's in third, Los Angeles in second, and and you talk about the shootout. Los Angeles is 6-1 in the shootout, Seattle zero and three. So, yeah, you look at the. It's just a point here or there, but it makes a big difference. Every single point in hockey matters. It doesn't matter if it's two or one. Well, preferably two. And yeah, that's basically sums up what you want when it comes to your team. So let's talk about 
the wild card situation. Man, we've it's still close in both of them. More specifically, in the Eastern Conference, you've got the Ottawa Senators and Florida Panthers just four points out of a playoff spot to the final wild card spot owned by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep, the Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins currently holding down the, the two wild card spots in the uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, Ottawa, Florida, even Washington and Buffalo could make runs over the last month of the season, or you could see Pittsburgh and the Islanders uh, lock it down in, in the next couple of weeks, and I know you're going to talk about the West. The West is the same way. It could develop into a tight race, or it could uh, become a situation where the playoff teams are known in the next two weeks. Yeah, the, in, when it comes to the West, that could go either direction. The Flames are the ones that are four points out, and they can make things interesting with a few more wins. Yep, absolutely. Calgary, Nashville uh, currently sitting uh, on the outside of the playoff picture, and they're really the only two that are, are within a, a, a chance. St. Louis, Vancouver, Arizona, they're all done uh, in the West. Yeah, exa yeah, exactly, actually. So from trying to make a push to the playoffs to giant defeats, the recent game between the Dallas Stars and the Buffalo Sabres, a 10-4 game. You don't see that very often in today's game. But we recently, over the season, we've seen a bunch of nine games. The Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres actually had one of those nine games where they put up nine. But the Dallas Stars put up 10 on them. And if you're Buffalo, that's kind of a momentum killer. Yeah, Buffalo has seen a lot of growth this season. Uh, the the the, the franchise has really been spinning its tires for the last decade or so. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, and they, they went on a big tear middle of the season, did the Sabres. Yeah, I mean, you've got players like Tace Thompson and all those guys that can really lead this team in the next couple of years to maybe make a playoff push and go deep. So I wanted to save a little time to talk about some of the new baseball rules. Yeah, so we'll go from hockey to baseball. We'll go from from cold weather to, to warm weather, at least metaphorically. Yeah, metaphorically speaking, I don't think Mother Nature agrees with it being baseball season right now. By the way, do you think you've had enough snow days? I think I've, I think <laughs> I've had enough. And I know you and your sister have enjoyed the, the virtual. It's not quite as nice as when you would have the whole day off. But at the same time, you don't have to play catch-up when you get back into school. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And you get a chance to hang out with your friends, at least virtually. And uh, you mentioned the new rules in baseball. We'll touch on that. But before we do anything else, have, have you and your friends talked about the new rules? Yeah, mo. Mainly the new pitch clock, which has really sped up the game. Everybody seems to like it. I haven't heard a single person say that they disliked it. There were people when it... Right now, to a man, was just listening to something today. Players love it. The people in the stands are enjoying it. The, the games have got a good flow to them. 
at spring training, you know, taking two and a half hours, two hours and 50 minutes. If you watch it on TV because it's in your head, it feels faster, but it's going it, to, I think we're all going to get very used to it very quickly uh, in the next, you know, once the games start counting and people are paying even more attention to that. This is just correcting what had become a problem in that games had no pace to them. And when they were taking, it's not just the length, Derek, it's that there was just so much downtime. And now that downtime has been eliminated. Yeah, it would be pitcher throws the ball, catcher catches it, throws it back, waits another 20 some seconds. And then, I mean, occasionally like 30, 40 and then pitches again. Now, things like the shift, uh, even the bigger bases, we'll notice more about that once we get into the regular season and people, again, are you know, you're, you're, you're watching games for wins and losses, not just to casually watch as we do during spring training. Right now, the pitch clock's getting all the attention, but the, the, the banning of the shift and those bigger bases, which have closed down the distance between the bases, may be very big. Yeah, the bigger bases have gone up. The size of the bases have gone from 15 inches squared up to 18 inches squared. That might not seem like a big difference, but remember, that gives the runner more space to, you know, get into the base without causing any problems like... But also the bigger base gives them, especially from home plate to first base, that's three shorter inches. And we all have seen the slow-mo replays. Think of all of the, the out and safe calls that will now be reversed because of that three inches. We'll see how big of an issue or how big of a difference it is once the games again start to, to count. But most notably, it is that pitch clock. And I know for you, Derek, games out this way start 6, 6.30 at night. If the game is getting over now at 9 o'clock, 9.30, as opposed to after 10, you have a much better chance of seeing the whole thing. Yeah, I have a tendency to be watching the game and then fall asleep. Now, when we go watch, say, our beloved Yankees play at the Twins and the game now only only takes two hours and 30 minutes as opposed to three hours and 30 minutes, are you going to be disappointed that we're not there as long? I'd probably be a little disappointed. And I do think that is real for people that spend all the money and they go to one or two games a year. And uh, But that's not what this is about. When you go to the game, you have invested. But the stay home... To, to try to follow this on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I, for one, didn't necessarily have a huge problem with carving out all that time, but it did become a thing there where if a game was on at noon and you're able to go watch a couple innings, go drive and do some errands, mow the lawn, do all that, come back inside, it's four hours later and the game was still on, that's a, that's a, that's a problem that they had to fix. Yeah, I mean, if you have games running, like, for some hours, well, yeah, that's an issue that needs to be fixed. And uh, this summer, I know the Express are going to have pitch clocks at their games, too. Now, we're not going to have it at the le- in the league Daddy works in, but uh, when you go to a game at Carson Park, you may see a pitch clock. All right, so Carson Park will have a pitch clock, but the Prospect League will not. No, our, the, the league Daddy works in will not have one. All right. 
Well, continuing on with some of the more bigger, with the bigger bases. I mean, you might not notice a difference right away, but once the games begin to count, that's when you notice those little three-inch differences that cause less video reviews at first base, second base. Oh, I'm not going to go on and list every single base. Home plate does remain the same in this situation. It's just the first, second, and third base, but again, that does make a difference. And what else do you have before we wind down the show? Before we wind down, I want to take a little trip over to the NFL and the Jets looking for their quarterback. They feel very confident they're going to go for Aaron Rodgers, which I know there's a bunch of Packers fans in the area. That's definitely going to be an interesting trade. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe at this time next week when we record, we'll have some closure to it. It did seem early this week that maybe things were moving, things were progressing. The Jets had gone to meet with Aaron Rodgers. The Packers very clearly are very are open to moving on from Aaron Rodgers. The team president just gave comments before we started this uh, podcast that if Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded, they'll make it happen. So we'll wait and see. It's, it, this thing has been hanging out there. This thing has been discussed and dissected for the last two months in Green Bay, in New York, and nationwide. And I have a strong feeling by the time we're talking again, we'll know if Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Now, if you're the New York Jets, you don't want to pull another Brett Favre. Well, why not? Because Brett Favre was good for the Jets. See, that's the thing there. You youngins forget. Brett Favre was very good for the Jets for the first three quarters of the season. They actually were the AFC's favorite to win the Super Bowl. But then Aaron Rod- then uh, Brett Favre got hurt towards the end of November of that year. Didn't tell anybody. He played terrible. And much like my beloved Jets this year, they went on a long losing streak and went from being a good team to a bad team. But Brett Favre was good until he got hurt that season. But you have to remember, that was, that was 15 years ago, and people tend to forget that aspect of it. All I know is, Derek... I hated Brett Favre, but when he put a Jet jersey on, I liked him. And the same thing here. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers as a player. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers' personality off the field. But if he puts on a Jet jersey, oh, I'll love him. Me who slaps myself in the face. (laughs) Well, I believe we're running out of time, so that'll do it for this edition of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast.